Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves, mind, body, and soul with shaky, wavy footage of a goateed Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm TAO with the status on those ribs, sir. I am Luke Patrick. Yeah, and uh, Luke, this this week we watched uh, 2013's Captain Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, how, how was your watch? Man, my watch was very naval-inspired. Now, let me explain. Let me back okay. up on that one. Um, so, as as per the last episode, or whichever one it was, talking about the ritual, I'm trying to do more before mm-hmm. we actually tuck into a movie so that it feels like I'm preparing or like doing myself a favor in some way before, uh-huh. before we kick it up. So, Sam, this week, I hung out at the fucking pool before I started watching this movie. Just got me... Oh, yeah. Got me some nice star damage. Got some good sun, uh, sun, sun rays on my skin, and then came uh-huh. back in, took a nice shower, made some kettle corn, sat down, plopped down, watched this movie for two hours and uh, fifteen minutes. Nice, nice. And did those island vibes help you at all? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that. The entirety of this movie, for the most part, takes place on the sea. I did not feel any special connection to it with my new island vibes. Uh, the Hawaiian mm-hmm. shirt I was wearing did not really bring anything, considering island vibes are not exactly how I would describe this movie. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, more like castaway vibes. Yeah, definitely some tension on the high seas. But you know what? It did make me feel more relaxed. And uh, I did have a very pleasant watch. So all things considered, I think the Hawaiian shirt did pull through. So feeling pretty good about that. Well, that is that's great news. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm extremely happy to hear that. Yeah, Sam, how was how was your watch this week? I gotta tell you, it was stellar. Um, I so this is one of those uh, few movies that uh, when it came out, I was interested in seeing and just never got around to watching it. And so I was genuinely excited mm. to, to finally watch Captain Phillips. Mm, nice. So uh, even even McKenna was excited to watch with me. And uh, and I'll say she she was uh, pretty into it. You know, mm. she she got into the flick. She enjoyed herself. Um I will say, uh, the night before, uh, my wife and I did watch uh, Knives Out, 
Mm. And uh, let me just say for all those people who, who've never heard it, because I, I, I think this is pretty much off everyone's radar. No one's ever really heard of Knives <laughs> Out. Yeah, the total uh, sleep agent got no recognition, mm-hmm. Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real uh, kind of small-scale cast, you know, not, mm-hmm. not a lot of big names on that one. It's excellent. Mm. Yeah, you love to hear it. Did it have Tom Hanks? No, it didn't. Ooh, uh, you hate but, to hear that. But, oh shit, was there anyone in there who was Hanks adjacent? I, uh, I haven't seen it. I can't help you. I can't I can't pull you out of this uh, life yeah. raft, out of well, this, this lifeboat. In any case, Folks Knives Out. It's a great movie. Uh, give it a watch. Keeps you guessing, and uh, it's pretty funny. I, I guess um, that's that's pretty much all I got, Luke. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say it was one of the more positive uh, viewing experiences that I've had. Nice. Um, so uh, with that, I do you want to just get on with the plot? Yeah, dude. Let's dig into a plot. So this one actually fits pretty neatly into a three-act structure. So mm-hmm. you're going to get Luke Patrick's uh, three-act structure or your money-back guarantee for the first time in a while on this one uh so to kick it off act one we are introduced to tom hanks who is a captain on a maritime shipping vessel he works for merrick how do you pronounce Mersk. Mersk. uh yes. thank you on the Mersk, alabama yeah so he's he's been called in to captain the Mersk, alabama going around the horn of africa uh in act one we are introduced to the idea that there are pirates in the area and we have a brief flirtation where some pirates attempt to board the vessel but are thwarted and then uh the next day the pirates return and through a series of maneuvers they actually are able to get onto the boat and they do take the uh captain and a lot of the bridge crew hostage uh there's some searching for the other crew members they are unsuccessful and uh, through a series of misfortunes, the captain of the pirates is taken hostage. And so they perform sort of a swap whereby uh, Tom Hanks is swapped for the other captain. And they all end up in a lifeboat together that gets pushed out to sea. So essentially, in Act 2, what we're looking at is the pirates are in the lifeboat. They've got Tom Hanks, who they do call Irish this whole time. Yes. Because he identifies himself as Irish American, which, uh, as an Irish American, I can relate to. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Under DRS, who are you? Oh, I'm Irish American. Okay. <laughs> like, like it'll help you in some way, shape, yeah, or form. With the gun pressed to your head. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're all in Act Two. They're in the lifeboat together. They're trying to make it back to the Somali coast where they intend to ransom Mr. Irish Tom Hanks himself. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, the Navy gets called in, and so there's a series of tense moments where the Navy uh, gets closer and closer, culminating in them trying to talk down the pirates. Uh, they essentially have like X amount of time before the Navy SEALs show up and things get bloody, so they're, they're trying to talk down the pirates. Um, and then in Act 3, we have the resolution of all this. When the negotiations sort of break down, they do get the captain of the pirates to get to go onto a Navy vessel uh, thinking that he's going to meet with the elders of his tribe and they are going to get their money in exchange for Mr. Irish. Uh, But instead, the Navy SEALs do take out everybody else inside the boat except for Tom. Tom is rescued, and that's kind of the end of it. Oh, and really important to note, the the Maersk, Alabama, 
does make it to uh, its final destination. They they sort of shoehorn yeah. that one in there, but it does end up getting to the port where it's supposed to go. So. Yeah, it it makes it all the way to Mombasa, and uh, and Luke just sort of some fun facts. Uh, that ship is still sailing today. Oh, that is a fun fact. I hope now, it hasn't been attacked by pirates again. That would be seriously unfortunate. Uh, I've, I've got some bad news for you then, Luke. Oh, um, shit. Not long after this, it was attacked by pirates another four to five times. Holy um, shit, Sam. All unsuccessfully because they did start putting like armed security on cargo ships mm. uh, as they went around the the Somali coast, um, and and so that that did seem to work. And then piracy um, it, around that area kind of uh, kind of dropped off. Um, but but no, that that ship is still sailing today mm. um, under the name uh, I believe it's the MV Tiger. Oh. Uh, and if you'll give me just a moment, um, I can actually tell you where it is right mm, now. Okay, that so live on air tracking the MV Tiger. T- sorry, MV Tigra. Tigra. My mistake. Uh, it is now a uh, Liberian vessel. Mm-hmm. Um. So so that's kind of fun. Uh, how how these ships sort of change hands yeah. like that? Let me. How much uh, how much do you think a ship goes for? If I wanted to go, if we if we as a podcast wanted to purchase a ship, ooh, you know I don't know. Uh, what would you pay for it? I'm thinking north of ten bucks, for sure. I, just a little, yeah. I I think just you know, maybe <laughs> fifteen. Yeah, um, at least twenty. Let's say that probably at least twenty bucks to to get this guy into our harbor. Let's see. So, uh, as of five days ago, it is in. It was in the Singapore Strait doing twelve knots. Oh shit! Really steaming, huh? Doing mm-hmm. twelve knots. Well, that's some information, and I'm honestly kind of amazed that. Uh, I mean, I guess it went under a name change. That makes some sense. But the fact that it kept sailing and it was attacked again. Sam, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm not. And and Luke, lest you believe that the name change was like shortly after the mm-hmm. hijacking, it was not. It continued to sail as the Mersk, Alabama for years. Damn. Uh, and, then, and then I guess it was uh, acquired by a different company. Uh, and then they... they uh, reskinned it uh, as it were as the MV Tigra and uh, and so now it does other assorted shipping things yeah which is amazing because if I got mugged once I definitely changed my name I mean yeah. that just goes without saying and I would stop wearing the exact same clothes and wandering through the same neighborhood yeah. where I was mugged but <laughs> yeah you know Cargo's got to get places. Yeah. Uh, you got to so, get from point A to point B, especially when you're hauling that many boxes, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think of the movie, Luke? So, Sam, I'm with you. This was actually a very pleasant watch. Yeah. Uh, definitely a fan of Paul Greengrass, the director of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And his shaky cam. Uh, so that was huge. Uh, definitely enjoyed this one. I think this one was a solid ass movie. It has a ton of really tense moments. 
which yes, I very much enjoyed. I loved the tension. I was there for the ride. It felt very much like a Bourne movie, which I know you and mm-hmm. I are both big fans of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one really slaps, if I could go that far, if I could be so bold. I, I would even say, to, to quote uh, Griffin and Rachel McElroy, that this is the slap. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's... This one's good, y'all. What the fuck? Yeah, I... Look, I was excited for this one. I was not anticipating it to be this fucking good. And Luke, I don't know about you, but especially towards the end, this thing was downright fucking pulse-pounding. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, when they're sitting there with the Navy SEAL snipers trained on this lifeboat, and they keep they keep calling out like oh, we got one green two red and you just know that they're all going to turn green at some point and shit's going to pop off man it's it's real tense plus the interplay mm-hmm. between the pirates in the boat with uh Tom Hanks i really liked that yes i mean it did such a good job of humanizing them uh-huh um, oh yeah uh all all those actors did an incredible job mhm yeah um and actually that brings me to one of our old segments, IMDb Facts, brought to you by McKenna. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I actually wanted to look up some IMDb Facts about this, but I had a feeling. I had a feeling that Kenna would be coming through on this one. Oh, yeah, and she really did. Mm. So uh, the the iconic, the iconic quote, look at me, look at me, I'm the captain now, mm-hmm. totally ad-libbed. Holy shit. What a yes. what a power move. I know. And uh and then also the first time that Tom met the Somali actors mm-hmm. was when they stormed the boat. Whoa. Yeah, what they the wanted fuck? they wanted that legit tension. Uh so he never met these fellas, and then they jump onto his boat and yell at him a lot and then tell him they're the captain, and uh and that's the first time they met. Holy shit, that is some, like, Paul, Paul, dude, that is some serious, like, method bullshit right there. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, when uh, when the Somali actors dropped character, Tom apparently said, so you're from Minnesota? <laughs> and uh, indeed they are. And Luke, here is maybe the wildest shit. Mm-hmm. None of those Somali actors had ever acted before. You're fucking kidding me. Seriously? Zero acting experience. And dude, they fucking rocked it. Yeah, I know that the captain, whose name I don't remember, uh, won a BAFTA, I think, for a lead supporting role. Oh, the the guy who played uh, Musa? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd fucking believe it. The dude had... And, and we don't really get into this much, but I would say that that man had a legit presence oh yeah big time definitely some some mucho charisma off of that guy well and and there's this like kind of interesting sort of like even when he's in the background and even when he's not saying anything he just like communicates so much Mm -hmm. uh it was just it's like a a really fucking spectacular uh performance especially from someone who had never acted before yeah which is i mean i couldn't say the same like if you drafted me into a big time movie like that i wouldn't act that good no i'd look like a wet fish up on screen 
yeah, I'd shit my pants and sweat all over the place. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, get, get out of here. Yeah, Don't the, talk to Tom Hanks. <laughs> the sweat would be appropriate. They do a lot of sweating in this movie. There's a oh, lot of what dehydration. A, what a sweaty, wet movie. Uh, But there's one last IMDb Ooh, fact. Yes, please. Hit me with that. So at the end of the movie, where Tom is being uh, examined uh, on the Navy ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That was performed by real Navy, and apparently the word is Corman? Hey, I fucking wondered, because the delivery of those lines was... I mean, it's like, you can't fake that bedside manner right oh, no. there. Uh, and uh, and she was told, just treat it like a normal sort of exercise, and, uh, and it was completely unscripted. Holy shit, dude, I had a fucking feeling. That scene is legit. Oh, yeah, and so... I, this brings me to a thought that I had, mm-hmm. and and I want to know kind of what you think. Yeah. Is this Tom's best performance? Ooh. You know what? This is up there. Okay. I don't want to steal Limelight away from some of his other big movies. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, man, the range on this one... Is yeah. definitely increased. Um, I don't know. Do you think it beats Saving Private Ryan, sir? Honestly, yes. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. And look, he did a great job in Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was pretty one note. Yeah. Um, it, it was, you know, like a wartime kind of thing, but this... This was all over the place. This was like confidence and then concern and then like uh, kind of some big dick energy while he's like trying to thwart the pirates and then mm-hmm. uh, pants shitting fear and then like regret and then hit like again his performance as someone in complete shock. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of that movie was so convincing and legitimately heart-wrenching mm-hmm. that I was nearly moved to tears. Yeah, that one is... It's a powerful scene that's very hard to forget. And the yeah. fact that it was completely unscripted and he was just acting that whole time mm-hmm. like someone in shock, I this one's up there. I'm going to put it in the number two slot. I don't know what number one would be. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm I'm thinking there's probably a, <laughs> you know what number one is clearly volunteers Sam the acting range and the chops that we got to see out of Lawrence Bourne the third Lawrence Bourne the third Lawrence Bourne oh Murphy bring me the caviar <laughs> clearly volunteers is a better performance so this this slots in very nicely at a number two sure um I that you know that makes complete sense yeah um and and i'll say it because of that it is the second time that tom was robbed for not getting an oscar Mm. Um, because both this and of course volunteers are both (laughs) absolutely oscar worthy performances um and and clearly the other two oscars that he won were were making up for the fact that he had and will make a movie with a better performance yeah Man, it really was spectacular, though. I mean, I know we kind of talk a little bit about how we're a little suspicious of Tom Hanks as an actor. Please come on our show, Tom. Please, yeah, please. come on our show. Especially now. 
Yeah. Especially now, Tom. Now that we've seen what you can do, please come on this show. Yeah, I gotta say this one. This one's some real cement on the sidewalk, uh, as far as proof proof mm-hmm. that the man can, in fact, act his fucking heart out. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, uh, it, so I I want to talk about like that that I think this is going to be the last of my sort of honest. Uh, serious thoughts mm-hmm. um, and and this is just that final scene where uh, they they take the shot and from that point on fucking shook me mm. yeah and, and I, I'm curious how it hit you okay so you're saying from the moment so they take the shot they kill the three pirates in the boat uh-huh. um, including a 16 or 17 year old kid yes um yeah man it's heart-wrenching stuff and i think they did they did such a good job of like i said humanizing the pirates because they they really show you throughout the course of the film because we get in the the first like 15 minutes of this movie we see tom at home leaving vermont to get on a boat and we also see the pirates themselves leaving their village to get on a boat um Mm -hmm. So they do such a good job of showing you that this is kind of the only economic opportunity that's available to them, partly because, as they mention, there's international fishermen coming in to fish the waters, leaving nothing for the locals. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really kind of don't want them to die at the end. Yeah. Um, and, and except, well, except for that one pirate who is kind of just an asshole the whole time yeah there is one pirate who's very <laughs> yeah dude's just a dick a hundred percent he is hungry to murder tom hanks the, mm-hmm. the entire runtime of this movie um and and i include the time when he's in the village before he's even met tom i think he set out on that boat and said i'm killing tom hanks yeah i'm gonna find tom hanks on the open seas i'm gonna murder him and then i will be satisfied yeah yeah uh and uh and but the others i mean it's like it's so hard not to feel like some level of remorse for for how it shook out yeah or a lot of remorse i mean i think tom does a great job of acting that out too this is in no way like an american sniper style movie although we do get some really cool badass military operations we do and and i want to say that the fact that they were able to pull that off like the, just the the logistics of mm-hmm. shooting three targets while you're on a boat and they're on a different boat and it's all choppy and you're shooting through windows and trying not to kill tom hanks is woof yeah it's a lot man it's it's some real skill um but to your point yeah i didn't feel fully satisfied by the end of this movie, but I think that's what the they intended, and I didn't feel like it was a bad ending. Like it just really no. robs you of any resolution that like there's no feel good aspect to this. No. I mean, like you're you're basically left with Tom Hanks quaking. Yeah. hundred percent. Doing a damn fine job of acting it out. Uh Oh and, yeah, and then the other guy whose name we should really look up the the other the pirate captain is also doing some stellar acting, kind oh, of yeah. being resigned to the fact that he's going to finally go to America, but it's going to be into the American penal system. 
Yeah, uh, where he actually still is today. Yeah. Um, he's in Indiana, if mm-hmm. memory serves, uh, doing 33 years, and his name is Barkhad Abdi. Nice. Okay. Uh yeah, so some really stellar performances, a, a good ending, just not a necessarily feel-good one. Yeah, Sam, I mean, it was it was some intense stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we should get into some goofs now? Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been in a real serious space. And um, I, so I, I guess my first question is... Luke, why do you think they sent the SEAL team that seems to moonlight as strippers? Because <laughs> those were some hot Navy SEALs. Yeah, I actually noticed the same thing. There's a scene where they're all putting on their suits, and every <laughs> yes. single one of these dudes is, like, bodybuilder ripped. Yeah, fucking sculpted. Yeah. Also, one of these dudes, the leader of the SEALs... uh, Around the same time, so we're still talking 2013, did this role before uh, he played a Navy SEAL who stole something from a Somali pirate or from some Somali pirates in a show called Person of Interest. Oh. Um, So same exact actor, and I like to think that they did that on purpose. Yeah. Maybe, I hope it's supposed to be the same character or the same SEAL. I like to think that he showed up day of and they were like, hey, so you're going to act like a guy... Is in the Navy SEALs that stole a bunch of diamonds from some Somali pirates, and he was like, "Yeah, dog, yeah, this has been yeah. my whole career up to this point, fellas." And and that would explain why the whole operation in Captain Phillips, he seems vaguely bored. <laughs> yeah, there's no he, diamonds he's stealing. No, I because the whole time he talks about this operation the way I do about literally anything at work, which mm-hmm. is just like. Yeah, so you got to get the three targets at the same time. Hey, did you did you catch the football game last night? Yeah, take them down. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah, execute or whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you going to Buffalo Wild Wings when we get home? <laughs> Let's get the big bucket this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then and then I had another thought. Okay. Um. So we've got this big, big cargo ship, right? And we see a small boat catching up to it. And Luke, why don't they just make cargo ships faster? (laughs) It's a good question. I mean, can't they just tack on a few more cylinders, a few more rockets, if you will, uh, just sort of round this thing out? Why not just strap an actual fucking rocket engine to it? Yeah. you hit you hit the pirate button and the pirates can't catch up to you because you're literally strapped to a rocket. Yeah, who cares that you're carrying several thousand metric tons of stuff? I feel like we can work this one out. I mean, we got fucking yeah. planes, y'all. We got the technology for this somewhere. Yeah, I mean, look, I have a master's degree. It's it's not in international shipping or mm-hmm. physics, but I still think that qualifies me to revolutionize if not actually luke if you'll if you'll allow it disrupt Ooh, yeah love <laughs> the tech lingo international maritime shipping yeah uh it needs it needs an overhaul and we're here to disrupt it yeah our new startup pirate button uh, 
<laughs> no uh no vowels no vowels yeah Pi- pirate button no vowels all we do is give you a pirate button but it's a necessary service my friend i mean you smack yes. that thing ain't nobody gonna catch up to you exactly yeah exactly um do you have any other thoughts oh yeah i got a couple questions for you so yeah 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 yeah. first off sam what do you think of the facial hair that tom hanks has in this one <sighs> okay I actually do want to say our thoughts uh, once again at the same time. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. I hated it. I didn't it. mind it. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For once, we've got a deferring opinion going on here. They did. Okay, so you hate it. Yeah, it's it's like the man stapled a carpet to his face. Uh, it's pretty rough stuff. Okay, so, okay, I will say in terms of, of facial hair quality, it's low. Yeah. But the shape of it, I mm. don't hate. Okay, okay, so you like the scaffolding. You like the, the exterior of this building. Yeah, I just don't like what the scaffolding is full of. Yeah, all right, all right, that's fair. I mean, it is pleasing to the eye geometrically. Sure, and and I think I think it's Tom working up to Sully's mustache. Mm, yeah, it's sort of on the gradient to Sully here, on the path to greatness. Yeah, he's like, okay, I can sort of pull off this weird, uh, this weird goatee. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I bet I bet I can pull off uh, a mustache. And I think I mean they're both captains, so yeah. I think he's just working his way up to Sully on this one. Hey, speaking of, if something happens during transportation, mm-hmm. is he just the guy you call? Like, I guess so. Hey, something happened on an Amtrak train, and then this this captain, I think they have a captain. The captain saved everybody by swerving to the left real quick. We'll fucking get get Tom Hanks on the line. Yeah, get get Tom Hanks. He's he's our sort of Hollywood Secretary of Transportation. <laughs> Yeah, sort of the Buttigieg of uh, of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, he's our current Secretary of yeah, Transportation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. It's that um, or labor. It uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. He's the one in charge of the choo-choos and the, and the cars. I'm pretty and sure. The vroom vrooms. The vroom vrooms, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the zoom zooms in the sky. But Sam, yeah. all of this is an aside to the question that I really, really want to ask you. Uh, which is, how much would you pay for a Hanks? I was, oh my God, Luke, get out of my fucking brain, because I was just <laughs> thinking the same thing. So so you're saying that if Somali pirates capt- captured the actual Tom Hanks and yeah. got him to Somalia, what, yeah. what would I pay the ransom? Yeah, what do you think a fair ransom is for, for old Mr. Nasty, Mr. Tom Hanks? So they had they had been hoping for ten million dollars for Captain Phillips. Yes. Um, and I think for uh, National Treasure Tom Hanks, I think that's low. Oh yeah, for sure. Because um, I mean, we're talking Knight Templar, Undying, Mossad agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, graced with the power of God. Yeah, I, clearly the I, most well-known facts about this man. Uh, everybody thinks Tom Hanks and immediately thinks Knight Templar, Undying Lizard Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think 
I think uh, I think the ransom is one Jeff Bezos, but in Bitcoin. <laughs> One Beesbos worth, but in Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A Beesbos of Bitcoin. I think that's spot on because here's my thinking. So this is a man. Is Tom Hanks is in Somalia? He's eating some goat meat. He's actually fine. So don't worry. Don't worry about Tom Hanks. Yeah. But he we loves do, goat meat. Yeah. He's he's really having a great time. Uh, but we do have to pay them to get him back. I mean, this is a man who's made billions of dollars in box oh, office yeah. sales. So. Clearly, the man's output is super valuable. I think we might even get two Beesbos for this oh, man. Oh, two, two Beesboses of Bitcoin. Yeah, two Beesboses of Bitcoin piped straight into a Somali uh, coin desk. I don't know, Coinbase? I guess a Coinbase account. Uh, Did, Digi-wallet? I don't, I, Luke, <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, get it into cold storage on somebody's hard drive. Uh and I think we can get our man back. But I think that's the asking price for sure. Two Beesbos worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. And and here's the other thing. Frankly, they fucking earn it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Beesbos, he didn't earn that fucking money. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit and he should give some of that money back via taxes. Yeah. But uh, failing that, I say we convert all of his money into Bitcoin twice. And then we send it to Somali pirates because clearly like, they need it more than he does. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Even even more, a hundred and fifty percent even. Yeah. Uh, now, I I'm gonna piggyback off of this question. Okay. How much do you think the value would be of an NFT of just Tom's goatee? Mmm. Now we're really digging into some some blockchain bullshit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just just the goatee. I think since we've established that the goatee is a stepping stone to the Sully mustache, I think the Sully mustache would be the real like Christie's auction number one item. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since this is sort of a precursor to that, I'm thinking still a lot. I'm thinking 150 grand for the NFT 100? of that goatee. I think that's actually a little low. Mm. I mean, okay, so let's keep in mind that Disaster Girl, the meme... Uh, did just sell as an NFT for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, with that in mind, how many Disaster Girls do you think that goatee is worth? Three. Three. Three Disaster Girls. Yeah, this is the goatee from Tom Hanks. Yeah. That was in a movie where he did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah, so we're talking a cool $1.5 million yeah. for, for that goatee. That seems fair. Yeah, so just a cool $1.5 mil in Ethereum for that NFT. I don't understand anything. Uh, Luke, why do you think that the, the sort of co-captain picked up only bananas to bring down to the crew in the engine room? Did he? Yeah, he had like water and bananas and i just found it strange that he wouldn't pick anything else out of their cold storage just bananas yeah i'm thinking this man maybe he's just a banana fanatic and so Uh, yeah this man scarfs down bananas like nobody else and so when they were in an emergency situation and he had to go get rescue food for the crew that stayed in the engine room uh 
stowed away there. I yeah, I think he just went with his gut, and his gut said, "Fucking get every single banana, my friend." God. Well, then that means that later his gut was not saying take a shit because he literally never will with that many bananas in him. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be plugged up something fierce. But you know what, Sam? <laughs> That's his constant daily struggle with the amount of bananas that this guy scarfs down. <laughs> Hanging out on deck. He's just plowing through them. And he hasn't pooped in 10 years. 10 years? Oh, yeah, man. This this is not God. a new thing. This is his his <laughs> career. His real career. I mean, he's co-captain of a vessel. That's something. But his real career is Olympic gold-level banana muncher. Okay. And, and so, I mean, is it just coming out his mouth? Like, uh, I, <laughs> it's... Some something has to give, Luke. Yeah, and eventually it will, but so far it hasn't, which is kind of miraculous. The man's a saint, Sam. He's a banana yeah. saint. And and he is he a union man for that as well? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's on his business card. Union man and banana saint. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Um I'm I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, Sam, uh, I got a quick thought for you. Yeah. Which is Tom Hanks is referred to, referred as the, by the Navy SEALs, they refer to him as the package in this movie. Uh Uh-huh. And I just love that. Do you, do you think it's for any specific reason? Uh, you know, it could be, could be related to them old fronts meets. Ooh, you think the Navy SEALs got that intel on Tom's (laughs) big honk of dick. (laughs) All right, sir, here's your intel. They've got the captain... Uh, his name is, is, wait, well, shit, what is his name? Rich something. Richard Phillips. Richard Luke, Phillips. It's, it's the fucking movie title, Captain Phillips. Yeah, famously, I don't pay attention to the titles of these films, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. But, uh, so, yeah, sir, here's your intel on Richard Phillips, uh, you know, captain of a vessel of 20 years of service, and, uh, fucking massive dong. Just like impressive sir uh what are the clackers like oh meaty meatiest clackers you ever seen Ooh, okay that's that's important we'll have to tell the snipers to aim around that (laughs) (laughs) we can't take those out yeah so the package anyway it cracked me up that they he pokes his head out (laughs) of the vessel at some point they're like uh we see the package sir we see the package (laughs) Do you think he said, and do you also see Captain Phillips? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of them having to snipe around uh, this man's member. That really cracks me up. <laughs> I See, I was also struck by the fact that the pirates called him the ugly one earlier on in the movie, and I just yeah. thought that was rude. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, I mean, maybe it's the goatee. Maybe they just aren't fans of the the NFT sellable goatee. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, Luke, I want to talk to you about one quote from the movie that struck me, uh, that that I really could relate to, and I want to know if you can as well. Okay. And that's when Musa says, "I've come too far, Irish. I can't give up." Hmm. Okay. And Boy, oh boy, if that doesn't summarize my experience with this fucking podcast. (laughs) We're in too deep, man. We're 44 episodes in. Exactly. We've come too far, Irish. 
We can't give up. Yeah, we have got to see this one through. We've got to go onto the Navy ship, yep. uh, which is probably a trap. Mm-hmm. But we got to, man. No one gives a shit if we've watched 44 Tom Hanks movies. Exactly. We yeah. got to do all 55? Fuck, 55. <laughs> Especially now, right here, this close to the Somali coast, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I... We just we we're so close, mm-hmm. and you know we we gotta speed on through. We gotta make it to Mombasa, uh, and you know it's a long trek, and hopefully no one comes and steals either one of us away from our homes. Yeah, that'd be ideal. But uh, we've made some enemies through this podcast, my friend. We really have. Um, I I have one final thought. Okay, hit me with it. Okay. Uh, I noticed that early in the movie, Tom, when he's, like, warning the crew uh, that they've been boarded and that they can only come out when he gives, like, the all-clear, that the all-clear, I think, is Tom's actual real-word safe word, which is supper time. (laughs) Yeah, he does say explicitly, don't come out until I say the safe word, which is supper time. Supper time. Yeah. Uh, I would believe that. I mean, it's a good-ass safe word. It's not going to come up naturally. Yeah. It's extremely declarative. You can scream it if you have to. Exactly. So, you know, Rita's just beating him mercilessly, and it's Mm -hmm. going so good, and then she hits him in just the wrong spot, and he goes, supper time, supper time, supper time. (laughs) And and she stops. Yeah. She respects a red, man. She respects a a red light. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Nah, I think that's it for me on this salty sea sweat movie. Yes. Well, uh, in that case, Luke, I I have thirty thousand dollars that I got from a safe on a international trading vessel. Mm. Uh, would you like to uh hop on my little boat uh, all the way to Somalia so I can drop that off in the Hanks Bank? Yeah, sounds convoluted, but let's do it. Let's go. Hey, Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, if you will go over to Facebook okay. uh, Messenger, I am sending you the uh, the schematics of a cargo ship. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, as, as you may have noticed, um... The the ship was not well secured in yeah. this movie. And so in addition to uh pirate button, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to make ships more secure. Mm. Uh, in in a concept that my wife actually pitched called Home Alone on the Sea. Mm, I love it. I love it. So we're gonna just totally McAllister up this boat. Yes. What would what would this demented little sociopath do to exactly. secure a boat from invasion? Because there were some glaring issues yeah. uh, with the with the Maersk Alabama, notably that um, their only real defenses seemed to be water mm-hmm. being sprayed out of the boat. Yeah. Um, and then some padlocks. Yeah. So I already have an initial thought. Okay. Which is that padlocks have to go. I think we replace those with standard-ass Home Depot doors. Just put in a bunch of doors. Because, Sam, 
thing you can do with the doorknob, as shown by the actual movie Home Alone, is you can heat that puppy up. Right? Oh, yeah. So the, oh, pirates, yeah. the pirates get on your boat. You hit the pirate button, so now you're going real fast. Uh, or you, you've already hit the pirate button, and somehow they've managed to get on your boat. Uh, but the pirate button also just heats up every single one of them goddamn doorknobs. So they Ooh, can't okay. they can't grab them. They can't get through a door, Sam. You can't get through a door if you can't open it. I I love it. I mm-hmm. love that so much. Um and we see uh, so okay, we see that one of the issues with the water cannons mm-hmm. um is that there are kind of gaps where you can sort of sort of sneak in in yeah. between. Yeah. And so I think we do away with the with the water cannons completely. Mm, I, okay. I don't think those do much except waste a bunch of water. Yeah. Uh, so instead, I think we turn the railing of the ship entirely into one big sort of chainsaw chain. <laughs> so like the chain of a chainsaw, but wrapping around the entire boat. So so I'm thinking we just whip that dude up into action, right? As soon as they yeah, get on so, the boat. Okay. So So you hit the pirate button. It it tur- it kicks on the rocket engine, so you go jetting off into the sea. Yeah. Uh, it heats up every doorknob in the ship, <laughs> and also it revs up the chainsaw railings. Yeah. Uh, so ain't ain't nothing getting on that boat. Nah, dude. Especially with that Husqvarna style railing mm-hmm. uh, that you got going on. I love that. I do have a thought about the fire hoses, though. Uh huh. Which is that they're just shooting out seawater. We got pumps going. We're pumping out water. So it's trying to sink oncoming skiffs and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking instead, I mean, they're producing a lot of human waste on this vessel, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm thinking we just turn those into shit cannons. Shit cannons. Yeah. You know, that's not a horrible idea. Oh, it's a horrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, is it going to pollute the sea? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's uh, not not good at all for the environment. Um, but it'll stop some pirates. It'll deter some pirate action at the least. You hit that pirate button and start spraying out just metric tons of human waste. I tell you what, they're going to think twice about getting near that. You know? So, my concern, Luke, is that you do that and you start getting only the nastiest pirates who want to get on your boat. <laughs> These are people who are willing to to boat through a waterfall of human feces. Yeah. Uh, to get on your boat, and frankly, I I don't want to meet that person. That's true. The person that's willing to go through said waterfall and then take you hostage. Yeah, it's a fair point. So okay, maybe we scrap the shit cannons. No, I th- I think we keep them. Okay. I think they're worth keeping because you're at least you know getting narrowing down the field of who's getting on the boat yeah so that's a fair point so if we keep the shit cannons you know we're gonna get nastier pirates up on your vessel so sam what else could happen when you hit the pirate button to kind of uh, protect us from these now newer nastier pirates exactly so we see a little bit of this where um some of the crew down in the engine room break a glass so that uh one of the pirates who's not wearing shoes steps on broken glass it's pretty fucking horrible Mm -hmm. um but i i think we can take something from this okay and what if inside the vessel 
on every ceiling was basically a net like they do with balloons, but it's light bulbs and nails. (laughs) (laughs) That, sir, is some serious Home Alone energy right there. And so you hit the pirate button. Shit cannons go on. Chainsaw revs up. Doors get hot. And then it drops all the (laughs) light bulbs and nails. (laughs) So there isn't a safe surface on this boat. Yeah, you better have some thick-ass boots if you're going to get through any of these decks. Yeah, and they're 10-inch nails. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think we also... You said 10-inch nails, which made me think of 9-inch nails. I think we blast some real (laughs) raucous music at the same time so that they can't think... I'm not thinking maybe Nine Inch Nails, but like maybe some Gojira or something. We just like really fill the boat with some noise. I would love, quite honestly, a death metal version Mm -hmm. of uh, the Barney song. (laughs) Yes, that is perfect at full volume. So you hit the pirate button, the doors get hot, the chainsaw gets going. We've dropped light bulbs and nails all over the deck. And then a death metal version of the Barney song starts playing at maximum volume. Yes. Mm, God, I love it. <laughs> what an unsafe working environment. Um, I mean, what else could we toss on this boat? I have I have one more idea, Sam, but it might be it might be sort of a, a final nail in our defense coffin, if you will. Uh huh. I think there's a second button. So you've hit the pirate button. All those things have happened. I think there's also an oh shit button. Oh. And when you hit this button, Sam, in this movie, everybody goes down to the engine room to hide, leaving Mm -hmm. the top decks exposed, sort of uh, available for pirate perusal. Sam, I don't know how we do this, but I think we flood all of the top decks. Luke. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. So sort of the inverse of of uh you know how you would expect it'd be easier to flood sort of the bottom part of the boat but i think we got some walls that come up or something and we just fill it up like a gigantic uh, fish aquarium wait 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 i think i have it mm-hmm. i have it luke you hit the oh shit button and the entire uh cargo hold fills with water mm-hmm and the boat becomes a submarine and washes off all those nasty pirates who got past the chainsaws <laughs> and the nails and the Barney and the, the shit cannons. Yeah. And it's just a submarine now. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's how you really protect your boat. I mean, you don't want to do that, right? Like, that's a last resort yeah. kind of thing. But if you gotsta, you gotsta. You gotta do it. Uh, I, I And... Now, it does beg the question, why why aren't we having them submerged all the time? Mm. But uh, why would you do that? Yeah, I think it's for appearances mostly. It just looks more badass to have a boat above the water hauling around, you know, several hundred metric tons of stuff, of electronics to be sold through the Beesbos site. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh... So I think we have made an extremely safe boat. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's deadly in a lot of ways. Um, In most ways, some might say. (laughs) Yeah, but it's extremely secure, that's for sure. Yeah, no no one's getting on this boat. Mm -mm. Uh, Because if they do, it's now a submarine. Yeah, exactly. Well, shit, man. We've done Home Alone on the Seas. 
Mm-hmm. We done home alone to boat. Fucking get at us, McAllister kid. Fuck yeah. Hey, Mursk, give me a call. We just disrupted international maritime shipping, <laughs> motherfuckers. We are Pirate Button, and we're looking for uh, a billion dollars in financing, uh, sharks. Preferably in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Luke, I, I gotta... I gotta bring us to a serious point. All right. Um, so this movie was produced by Scott Rudin, mm-hmm. who is a well-known piece of shit in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and uh, and has abused his staff for fucking decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I don't know. For some reason, it just really fucking got to me this week mm. because Luke, we we gotta fucking quit doing this. Yeah. Uh, folks, no no movie is worth the shit that these awful, toxic fucking people put other people through. Yeah. Be it I mean, their staff or actors or whoever. Yeah. It just like, ain't worth it. You give us you give us the choice between Captain Phillips, which is a great movie, and not putting people through hell and abuse. Uh, I think it's a pretty clear clear cut answer. Yeah, um, and and what's the fucking point of protecting these people? I this is the part that I can never figure out. Is like why the fuck would you protect some shit heel like Scott Rudin? Mm-hmm. Um, or as I saw in the fucking credits. Executive producer Kevin Spacey. Mmm. Mmm. You hate to see that one. Yeah, there's there's no point in protecting these people. And every day that Scott Rudin is allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants, uh, is uh, fucking shameful for everyone who deals with him. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that people aren't aware. You know, everyone knows that Scott Rudin's a piece of shit. Just just like I'm sure they know. Every other toxic asshole is exactly who they are. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta stop protecting these people. Amen to that. So call that shit out, because n- there is nothing Yeah. Uh, worth the, the harm that these people have done. Yeah. Yep. That's very fair. And I think part of that is on us as consumers to... to respect that as well to say again if given the choice between making this movie and uh not making it and not putting a bunch of people through a terrible terrible fucking experience a traumatic experience then uh i would happily not go see this movie to reinforce that as an idea oh absolutely yeah yeah a hundred percent uh so so that's pretty much my soapbox this week call out toxic people don't put up with their shit anymore they don't deserve to be protected fuck them straight to hell yeah fuck these assholes Uh, precisely so luke next week uh we'll be watching 2013 saving mr banks Mm. now do you know what this one's about i don't know a thing about this one I know one small detail. Okay. Uh, would you like for me to share it with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks is playing Walt Disney. 
What? Yeah. So, I don't know anything else about the movie. So, Luke, would you like to tell me what you think Saving Mr. Banks is about? Yes. So, I think the title is exactly what it sounds like. Yes, this is a Disney-fied Saving Private Ryan starring Holy Walt Disney himself. Shit. Completely G-rated. Uh, I don't think it's set in World War II. I think we set it in maybe Korea. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Why do we always go to Korea? <laughs> I don't know, man, but that's where this one's going. Straight to Korea. And uh, I think it's just exactly the same plot as Saving Private Ryan, except all the bad parts have been removed, Sam. So it's sort okay. of a nice lighthearted romp through a war zone as we go to save Mr. Banks, uh, Walt Disney, who's in Korea for some reason. Um <laughs> You know, like Walt Disney did. We all know Walt Disney, Korean War hero? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Um, Multiple? That's that's my guess, anyway. Sam, what are you thinking uh, Saving Mr. Banks is? So, I actually think it's pretty similar, but um, in in content. But it's um, just the slightest tweak. Mm Mm-hmm. Mr. Banks is the man who owns all the banks in the United States. Oh, okay. Mr. Big Money Banks himself, huh? Yes. And he has gotten in trouble for uh, mandating Christmas parties at all his banks. Mm, Okay. All right. And so it is Walt Disney fighting on the front lines of the war on Christmas (laughs) to save Mr. Banks from the Dirty, bleeding heart liberals who want to de-Christmasify America. Yeah. And uh, and so Walt Disney is fighting to make sure that the banks can stick up and support Christmas. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we got to keep these Starbucks liberals down, man. <laughs> exactly. Trying to keep, keep Christmas out of our schools, Sam. And I out know. of our, and, our office and spaces. Our, and our banking. Mm-hmm. Come Fuck on. that. We all remember in the Bible when God said to Jesus, Hey, guess what? It's Christmas. You're going to get a ton of gifts. Also, go to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be. Ban- <laughs> Banks and Christmas. It's uh, it's Matthew 3.16. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, we all know that one. And lo, the Lord said, hey, What's up, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> it's christmas now yeah. i love money and stuff and you will too because that's how you do christmas is consumption and yeah. then put put money in the banks yep okay well <laughs> definitely a departure from what i think is going to happen in this movie but sam i'm kind of thinking yours is more correct <laughs> either way some lives will be lost Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, these are both featuring a war, but one of them is going to be very G-rated. Again, can't emphasize enough how much of an airplane cut this one is going to be. Yeah, and and I can't emphasize how gory and fucked up the war on Christmas gets. Mm, Yeah, the candy cane massacres. Oh, my God. Don't get me started, Sam. You get the reindeer just slamming their horns into people Mm -hmm. like a... Oh my God! The things that Santa did. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! Well, let's hope it's one of these. <laughs> <laughs>
I really, really hope it's one of these movies because I think it's going to be some saccharine bullshit. But yeah, I, I can hope that it's Walt Disney going to war for either a Mr. Banks or all the banks. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> well, folks, until next week, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. And you can uh, send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Please send us uh, send us your thoughts, your opinions, uh, you know, whether or not you went to uh, see uh, Polar Express with Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, actually, Luke, uh, my wife has a theory oh. who you saw that with. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um well I'm just gonna say it. you're probably gonna have to bleep it out, but uh she's pretty sure you went to see it with What? Yeah Why would I have done that? We used to hang with that crowd. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well that's some real narrow casting, but it is a theory. So if you know for sure if uh we saw that movie uh together, then uh please shoot me an email. Uh yeah. and let's figure that one out. Yeah, we got to solve this mystery before the podcast ends. Yeah. Um but uh and and also, uh while you're at it, uh telling us about whether or not you saw Polar Express with Luke, um why don't you uh write us a review on Apple Podcasts and share us with a friend? It really helps us out. Mhm. Uh and also, uh as always, uh wear a mask, uh support Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate call out shitty stuff whenever you see it and uh, advocate for positive change in this uh, pretty fucked up country. Luke, do you have a final quote? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. And it is. From now on, this one. This one's called Irish. <laughs> oh my god. Tom Irish Hanks. <laughs> oh what a flick folks please do watch this one uh and uh next week we'll be back with 2013's saving mr banks until then folks you can find us on facebook uh at hanksy panksy podcast you can find us on instagram at hanksy panksy pod you can find us on twitter at hanksy panksy and you can send us an email at hanksy panksy pod at gmail.com we still have not received a single email about who saw polar express with luke Mm -hmm. um and uh, we still, you know, would really love to get some opinions from you about uh, conspiracy theories with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he been up to? What is he using all that Disney money for now that we've uncovered that he is actually Walt Disney? Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, oh, uh, please uh, share the podcast with a friend. Uh, that really helps us out. And, uh, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but in, until next week, Luke, do you have a uh, final quote for us? I do, and it is. Penguins have me very upset, Mr. Disney. God damn it. <laughs> Those fucking <laughs> pastry cream candy fondue filled penguins. God yep. damn it. Well, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with 2015's Bridge of Spies.